When I fall, I got parachutes. 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 What you gonna say? What you gonna do? What you gonna gonna Is what they say true? And all these questions, I make sure I am still on top. And all these questions, I make sure this train is hard to stop. No matter what I say or do, no matter the song or two, it's me you cannot drop. I'm in a parachute up in the sky. I- I'm in a parachute. I'm soaring down. Parachute. I'm soaring down. When I fall, I got parachute. Politicize every song I sing. Tell you about a reality. You're living in a virtual reality. You're sucking on the tit that feeds you lies. Getting screwed by a system of ties to our demise. We are blamed. Why blame us? That's insane. All we know is pain. Control us for 300 years. Saw epitome of fears in a machine that broke us. Made us get out of focus. Preacher told us stop that hocus pocus. Look what we had. Our culture was just a fad. What they didn't still do is sad. It makes me mad. Why be racist? It's made us faceless. Made us into your slaves. Land slaves for your wage. In this first world country, you're the entitled. Repeat and recycle. Put more money in guns. We make war to be free. We make war to be free. Are we really? Giving him all. Good morning. All. Welcome to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UMFM. We air Thursdays 11 to 11.30. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan and my pronouns are he, him. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts at 1200 watts from the University of Manitoba, located on Treaty 1 territory, the original lands of Anishinaabe, Nihayawak, Ojikri, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Thanks, Kran. So, it's been a busy couple weeks, hasn't it? To say the very least. Um, I think my head's going to explode. Mine already did. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Um, <laughs> so, I, I'm sure we haven't talked about the pro-choice stuff enough. we're losing we're losing listeners as we're speaking so it's great i bet yeah um so i have a few more thoughts on everything going on with all the pro-choice stuff if you'll just indulge me i have a little bit of a rant here do it all right thanks so we're outspoken pro-choice advocates yeah indeed so For the last several weeks, as we have been calling people to action, our problem primarily has not been with an overwhelming pro-life response. Like, I can assure you very strongly that there have been very few of them in comparison to how many actually support a person's ability to choose. Um, The issue we've had and some conversations we've had has been largely like some pro-choice people who are ambivalent to act. I can't tell you how many times we've brought this up at meetings, how many times we've been out there protesting and people have said to us that they support the cause. Absolutely. But they're worried about free speech. I've lost count of how many times I've had to say people can be pro-life if they want. I don't care if you decide not to get abortions. What I do have a problem with is when anti-abortionists accuse people of murdering babies and showing graphic images of aborted fetuses and spread infactual data to who can be and frequently are vulnerable populations. And unfortunately, 
pro-lifers have no interest in keeping to themselves. They usually are intending on changing people's minds, and ultimately, their ideal would be abortion becoming illegal. When I speak to fellow pro-choicers, there's usually no question of how important this procedure is. We're keenly aware that abortions would continue if illegalized, and how many people would die. We're keenly aware of how emotional and difficult it may be to make the decision to get an abortion. We're keenly aware that it's a last resort, and in a perfect world, where everyone had access to reproductive health resources and education, pregnancies could be better prevented, and abortions would be far more infrequent. In this circumstance, blaming a person for having an abortion is actually victim-blaming, but anyways... It's not my job to absolve you of your cognitive dissonance. I'm speaking to you, fellow pro-choicers who are afraid to act. You vote against the decision for us to openly take a stand, and you come to me later saying you agree, but... If you're pro-choice and have been called to action and are too ambivalent to act, let me remind you that you have some degree of power, and in terms of activism, I don't consider you an ally until you show me with your actions. What you say right now doesn't matter. It's what you do that will create lasting change. I really have a strong suspicion that in years to come, you might look back and say, why didn't I stand up for what I believe in? So I really wonder, if you've openly decided not to act even though you believe in pro-choice, do you think that speaking to me will restore your morality? Frankly, and it's nothing personal, really, uh, but I don't care what you say to me. I care about what you do. If you support what I support, why don't you do something about it? As long as the oppressor feels comfortable politicizing something completely inappropriate, and we have the human decency to not want to touch this sensitive subject, they will continue to stomp all over it, and they will win. Because out of our politeness, we step aside and we let them. Something that I've kind of been thinking about a lot, and what would, I guess, the ideal situation look like to me, and I wonder if this is something that comes across your minds as well. Can you imagine a country where pro-choice was completely normalized? People were educated, had access to resources, and the pro-life position was seen for what it is, an outdated belief founded in religiosity. Imagine sitting in this mythical country's Congress where it's entirely normalized that the decision is up to the person carrying the baby and they are respected as an intelligent adult capable of making their own decisions. Some of these countries do exist, certainly, or are much closer to it than we are. Let me ask you this. How do you think they got there? They got there with education, the same thing you have that led you to respect people's bodily autonomy. Do you think they normalized it by treating it as a personal belief to be kept from the spotlight? No, they stood up for what they believed in. They didn't succumb to these weak, free speech arguments. You know, free speech will be used as an argument by anyone doing hateful things. I wish I could bring up some unrealistic examples, but I'm afraid that these all really happen. People can say stuff like, entire races of people should be killed off, but as long as they're not doing it, it's free speech, right? People can say that they believe strongly in testing potentially harmful products on animals, and it's okay, because it's free speech, right? People can dredge up false facts and spread their message to other people. 
Many people believe that everyone having guns will make their community safer, and it's simply not true. It's empirically untrue. Oppressors will always try to use free speech as a defense for saying and committing horrible and often infactual things, such as believing that guns will keep a community safer. If someone is standing on the street handing out flyers saying that, that guns will make you safer, wouldn't you be worried about the implications of that message? And many people have this belief that as soon as a human egg is fertilized, that it's immediately a child. And this is an outdated, false belief founded in religiosity. If they really want, people can believe these things. The problem comes in is when they try to spread their false facts to other people. And when a lot of people believe in something, it has a tendency to be taken up by government. Our laws aren't written in stone. If these ideas grow, we have seen how very possible it is to elect officials who have many false beliefs. <laughs> Our southern neighbors. Many authorities actively deny global warming for crying out loud. Two seconds of research can tell you it's untrue, but because they have their free speech and they have power and spread their message to others, now it's all right to disrespect the environment further. Words have consequences. Again, the point that I'm making here is that free speech is absolutely important and everyone has free speech, but in factual and harmful messages such as you're a murderer for making this decision on your pregnancy when you were 17, these messages have a real and visceral impact upon the people that hear them. For the people that get abortions, it's harmful and re-traumatizing. For the people that aren't sure where they stand or they have some religious background that agrees with this ideology, these messages have the harmful impact of allowing people to settle for infactual data. Everyone has a right to the truth. Everyone has a right to education and not to be told by, especially any kind of authority or organized group, any false information. All right, so I just needed to get that out of my system. So uh, thank you for that. That was really validating uh, to a lot of people. And speaking for myself, it was really good for me to hear that because the amount of times I've been frustrated with this exact same thing. Exactly. I mean, we've sat in those meetings together talking to people who agree with us, but they're so hesitant to act. There's always a but. Mm-hmm. There's always a but. And yeah, you bring up so many good points because that's that's exactly what we say all the time that, yeah, it was OK to be like slave owners back in the day it was okay to be transphobic Mm -hmm. but like what 10 years ago a lot of people think it's okay today yeah and when you look back you want to see that you stood on the right side of history you want to see that Mm -hmm. you helped actively in getting rid of these outdated beliefs that actually kill people yeah that are actually racist and that are actually horrible when you compare abortion to slavery that's it for me that's when i'm walking away from you so it's blatant racism it's yeah no i'm so glad that you bring that up like that's such a good point you want to know that you stood on the right side of history anyway so as christina said in the beginning of the show it's been a weird couple of weeks yeah I don't know where, from what gutters, all of this blatant (laughs) racism, sexism, xenophobia, white supremacy is coming out, but it's here and Mm -hmm. it's staring at us. It's a lovely time. Oh, yep. So 
for people who are unaware, there was someone at the hub wearing a costume war bonnet, or as most people know it, a headdress. So this is the Halloween costume that they were wearing. And it raised an outcry within the university's indigenous community and Rightfully a lot of, so. <laughs> and a lot of other marginalized groups. Because what the F? <laughs> That's blatant cultural appropriation. Now, with this particular case, the indigenous community was very good at quickly uh, calling out the hub and demanding an apology and demanding to know how they're going to do better next time. And then as the week went on, more details about the situation were revealed. So apparently this individual that was wearing the headdress was actually indigenous. And this is why the hub was uh, not sure how to step in. That's not an excuse at all, because as members of the indigenous community have been saying i've been you know reading their comments on facebook and stuff they're like okay so even if he is what did he do to earn these feathers and something that really made me laugh was internal colonization is not cute sis (laughs) and i thought that was really (laughs) funny and accurate because yes sis it ain't cute don't do it Mm -hmm. so the indigenous community And the Indigenous Students Association has been facing a lot of just... Targeting? Targeting. And And this is nothing new, but it's been particularly visible over the last little while. And the university's just blatant disregard to the Indigenous community has been made very obvious. Yeah, like a letter isn't enough. What are they doing to help protect... Exactly. There have been no steps that have been taken to actually regard any of these issues through administration. The Indigenous Vice Provost says that there's always a hard time for them to get in contact with higher up administration, which shouldn't be the case. And another thing that recently happened was a direct attack at the Indigenous students at the University of Manitoba. The night of Halloween, somewhere uh, somewhere late at night, there was a letter faxed to the Native Studies Department that said, it is okay to be white, to the Native Studies Department. And the message read, sent by a white man. <laughs> is this racism? Hmm, I can't tell. Gee, Christina, what are your (laughs) thoughts? Yeah, they were like, what we want to do is we want to spread this harmful message just to show what, how sensitive people are or how yada, yada, yada. But it's like this message obviously is the thing that's frequently said in in response to any kind of anti-racist effort anti-colonialist effort so it's very obviously a harmful message and you know it's fantastic that the university immediately recognized that this is wrong the posters were taken down students were outraged and i wouldn't be like i'm i got a little bit scared and i like i'm white i don't even that doesn't even matter i can't imagine how people of oppressed ethnicities must be feeling about this so In times like these, it's especially obvious, but we should always be making efforts to listen to Indigenous people. Believe them, because this is a mess. It's just a bad time. It's just a bad time to be brown. (laughs) 
it's just about time to be a person of color because this was a clear attack and this is this is an organized prank quote unquote that's played by this they called it a prank yeah yeah they did because wow. apparently it's a prank that this um online reddit forum called 4chan plays every halloween night because they get to wear costumes so they can never be traced i read an article where some of the similar groups and this is on cbc groups who do these kinds of pranks sometimes attach razor blades to the back of these posters uh, and it happens what a prank and this this year it happened in halifax ottawa and here on this campus and these posters were not only sent to the native studies department but they were stuck all across campus they were plastered and not only that after they had been removed a couple more showed up somewhere in the building of fletcher argue <laughs> they were there everywhere the next day when i was walking across from fletcher to university center I saw a poster that was stuck on a lamppost by the quad, which was facing administration. And I said, what a great reflection of administration. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not going to go off on that. I oh was infuriated. I was infuriated. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you this quick story, because this is what really bothered me. This is the real sewage that came up in light of uh, it's all it's okay to be white because this is the real issue with society no one really cares about the context behind the slogan because everyone's like well it is okay to be white are you telling me that it's not okay for you to be brown or are you telling me that it's not okay for me to be white just because you're oppressed is that so and i had this conversation with someone that i know and i'm not gonna out them or tell anyone in what context I know them or whatever but when I took down the poster I posted it on my story and said huh y'all say racism isn't real uh we're living in 2018 and this is still happening and someone off of my Instagram story texted me and said so you're saying it's not okay to be white isn't it okay to be any color not trying to be a smart ASS or anything just trying to understand why you'd say something like that. And I said, white people face literally no oppression. So for them to say that takes away from the issues that people of color, such as myself, face. And then they said, but isn't that reading a bit into it, though? I mean, I feel all of us should feel proud of who we are and the color of our skin. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't terrible white people out there. And just like that, there are terrible people of color, too. And I don't believe in saying that it is okay to be white makes it less okay to be black or brown or any other color. Am I wrong in thinking that? This topic really intrigues me. And I was kind of fascinated by that because I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Equality is not like a pie that if someone gets equality, it gets taken away from your equal rights. That's not how it should be viewed as. And I was like, for a far right person... Props to you for thinking that way. That's a far right person. Oh, yeah. Did I not say that? Whoops. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got some vibes, but the fact that they finished that with this intrigues me. I mean, that's usually more than I get from a far right person. So, yeah, all right. Absolutely. <laughs> far right person. And I said, it's a lot for me to type. 
I'd ask maybe asking a fellow white person who doesn't think this is okay to explain this to you. To be fair, I'm tired. Why does it fall on me as a person of color to educate you on how not to be a racist piece of ish? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you wasting my time? I already got to deal with all of this ish. Let me deal with that. And you're asking me to school you on something that directly affects me? No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for that. People feel so entitled to your time. And if I am not educating you, then suddenly I am a savage person. I am the uncivil person. And they're I'm, like, oh, your your tactics are bad. Why don't you have the patience with me? Why don't you educate me? And it's like, we don't have the time to educate everyone. And I in know. this instance, you, I shouldn't say me. but No, no, I know what you mean. And also, this is the same thing we say about the pro-life people. Um, your tactics are wrong, but... That's when they don't agree with us. So I'm not salty. You're salty. (laughs) Anyway, so I got a response that said, I am of the mindset that no one is less or more important than anyone based on their color, gender, etc. So this kind of reaction and response from you really fascinated me. I would love if we could go out for coffee one of these days to talk about it. Okay, so is he going to compensate you for your emotional labor or? I'm not sure, but I best be getting that venti matcha frap. Girl, let me tell you. You and your matcha fraps. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it here. I love those. It's a real issue. (laughs) (laughs) Then I said, well, there is no need for anyone to say this. It's different when minority groups are ostracized and are vulnerable. It's okay to tell them that it's okay to be trans, gay, bi, whatever. But not when it's the most privileged group of people. This saying is linked to white supremacists and racial intolerance. No one is attacking white people for white supremacists to have this response. It's horrible. To which they said, I agree with you that there is no need to say that it's okay to be anything because it is okay to be whoever you were born with or choose to be. On the other hand, I do understand where the people that wrote this poster are coming from. Sometimes I feel like I should be sorry for being white or for being straight. I know that this attitude is a product of years of systemic discrimination against people of color and other groups, but... Wait, 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 wait. He said this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't help but feel with the mindset that I told you previously that I am paying for a crime that I didn't commit and maybe... Society would be better off if everyone would be okay at being whatever they are and leave other people be whatever they are. Am I making sense? I'm well, not gonna, no, actually. I'm just going to... No. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to read you the next text because, like, at that point I had already checked out. I left this person on read. I was mm-hmm. like, sis, I can't do this anymore. No. Because what? And... It just bothered me. Of course. Let's just talk about that. Let's just talk about that. And how many... They think that they're paying for something that they didn't do because they are white and cis and straight. So has the LGBT2SQIA community been paying for what crimes they have committed? Because what did they do? Be themselves? Oh, I'm sorry, you fragile person, that you felt the need to say that you have been paying for a crime that you didn't commit. Because pray tell, how, how, how have you been paying for this? How have you been doing this? 
And that's why you come from a point of view where you understand that saying it's okay to be white is acceptable because you don't understand the years and years of discrimination that people of color have faced, continue to face, and that indigenous people are literally still under attack even though we are living in a post-colonial society. You are literally not acknowledging the fact that trans people are being killed as we speak, and this is not even taking into account their suicide rates. You are not taking into account that non-binary people are always, always, daily discriminated against because they choose to use a bathroom that they feel more comfortable in, yet they're politicized to be someone who is predatorial in nature, who is who people that are child molesters, people that are rapists. They're equated to those people. They are told to go get conversion therapy so that they don't have this thing that we used to call back in the day, quote unquote, gender dysphoria. And they still face that. They still face that. So they, in reality, are paying for crimes that they didn't commit. And you think that it's okay for you to say, well, in reality, I feel like I'm paying for crimes that I didn't commit. Being straight, says white. Something's wrong with you. And mind you folks, this is not the end of this because next week we'll be bringing people on the show to talk about this because we've had it. And you know what? Other people have had it too. That's all the time that we have uh, this time around. And tune in next week to hear us rant on a lot more cultural appropriation white supremacy all of that yummy yummy stuff (laughs) be sure to check out our instagram wake the f up umfm all lowercase we'd love to hear from you comments thoughts ideas for future shows yeah and if you ever want to release that anger and talk about a particular issue and want to talk about it on air let us know. We'd love to hear it because, I mean, that's one of our favorite hobbies. And chances are we're also mad about it. So, <laughs> absolutely. Y- yeah, thank you, Christina. Yeah, thanks, Karen. And see you all next week. Surprise, bad and good, and in the hood, the pressure is high. I understand the pressure you had. Man, you was our dad. Lost a child, I can't imagine. Left a wife, bills are racking. Four daughters, a mother, and a brother. We still love you and still get blue. But I know how you would want us. It's hard, it still haunts us. I stay strong, not because of me. I stay strong for those who love me. I'll never commit suicide, even if I wanna die. Till I'm old in the land of ice and snow, I know where I will go. I will thrive, I will strive. Most importantly, I will survive.